Okay, chapter 34. The ladies do excellent work. The ladies do excellent work. I have got a video on my blog. And this recording, this podcast, is going to be part and parcel of the blog post. If you go to uh, https colon forward slash forward slash folly and conceits all lowercase uh, dot wordpress dot com otherwise known as my folly my conceits you can type that into your search engine you will find it it is a video about how uh, the work the ladies have done since Super Typhoon Odette. That typhoon came in and did some really horrible damage. Um, there was a tsunami that wiped out some low-lying villages and lots of trees, houses, roofs flooding you name it it happened we lost uh no buildings but we had a lot of bamboo come down and trees and we were without power if memory serves for 32 days and offline in the web for even longer since then we have invested in a really nice diesel generator and the ladies are two ladies that work in our garden they do so much more than that actually they are friends they are gardeners they pay bills for us pick up stuff at the local market uh, and they keep us company all in all, as I say, they're friends, but there are workers, uh, and they are ladies. So that's what I call them, Min and Shirley. They have been reducing the uh, leftover disasters once Odette blew through every day. They, first day, my uh, wife brought in a fellow with a chainsaw, and he quickly chopped up um, two pine trees and some fruit trees that came down. The ladies went to work on the bamboo and fixing the fences, doing all of the stuff that you needed to. There's some pictures that I'll put up on my blog. Uh, actually, I've already blogged about it, but I'll put them in there again. They're interesting. And the video today shows the, the work they've done. And it wasn't just a conceit or a folly. When Odette hit, all of a sudden, the local markets went dry. The farmers had nothing they had that survived the... the typhoon the roads 
were tore up. And food got a little expensive, to say the least. They, when you threw in COVID, which had already stopped the inter-island shippage, things got really bad with Odette. So we decided we would have our own power, hence the genset, and that we would turn our yard, and it's a, a reasonable size yard, into an intensive vegetable patch experiment. Now, part of the, when we first got our land about 20 years ago, I could grow anything on it, uh, squash, pineapple, you name it, put it in the ground, it grew. The soil was volcanic soil that hadn't been really tilled or used for a decade or more. And then we made a yard-changing decision. We decided to plant a giant butong bamboo so that we would have our own supply of building material. As well, we planted ornamental Chinese bamboo, which is a really bright canary yellow with green stripes running down it. And the other bamboos we planted were black bamboo, which as it sounds, is starts off green, but as it matures, turns black. And Buddha bamboo, otherwise known as champagne glass bamboo. It's got sort of, looks like a laughing, joyous Buddha with a great big belly going up and up and up and up. It's green, it's pretty, and it looks good. But all the bamboo we planted spread its roots out throughout the yard. Uh, I didn't realize the roots spread so much so that it became difficult in the extreme to get a uh, good vegetable patch going. There was no nutrients for the vegetables and they got choked by the uh, bamboo roots. So we had to think about it, and eventually we came up with the idea of planting in uh, plastic bags and rice bags and containers. The ladies had never really done anything like that, and we hadn't, but it was worth a shot. And we quickly found out that it works like a charm. Uh, we have great uh, soil in places, and if you strip out the bamboo roots and mix it with the compost, uh, a little bit of sand for drainage, you end up with a very good soil. And as you can see in the video, we have been using rice bags and black plastic bags. We should really use uh, clay pots, I suppose. It would be a lot more organically uh, and good for the planet, but it would also be more expensive than we could afford. Uh, the, each pot would be uh, near 100 pesos, and we have got hundreds of pots. Uh, we just can't afford to buy them. So, and that's in the small size. When you get to the rice bag size, 
I have no idea, A, if you could get one, and B, how much it would cost, and C, if you could transport it. It would weigh a lot. So we go with what we've got. We're green where we can and not so green where we can't. But with the growing in the bags, the containers, uh, today is a fair example. We've got a couple of okra. We've got a large handful of black beans, two sayote. There is peach eye and lettuce that we can harvest, green onions. Uh, and if we wanted to, although it's too early to do it, really, we could dig up some ginger, but we won't. It's growing, but it's not quite mature enough to harvest yet. But we are starting to see good results, and the ladies are starting to do what they call rolling, R-O-L-L-I-N-G. And that's where you plant continuous crops year-round. Hey, we live in the tropics. We don't have winter or fall or spring. We got wet and we got drier, but we got hot and sunshine year-round. So the ladies are starting to roll now. They're figuring how much lettuce we eat in a week. And every week they're going to plant that number of plants in potted containers. And as one group gets eaten, the next group is almost mature and roll things over. We're starting that now. We have got, oh, how many areas? Let's see. We've got the nursery in the back. There is the cement pad we use for eggplant. We have got the covered area on the right of the footpath. This is all looking at it from the, from the house uh, for herbs and mustard and what have you. We have got straight ahead of us a lot of dragon fruit planted, uh, beans, and sayote. And then when you come closer and to the left, we have got peanuts, lettuce, peach eye, strawberries, uh, bitter gourd. And I'm sure I'm missing a few things in there. I'm not quite. Green onions. Did I mention green onions? Well, we have those too, even if I did mention them. And we are starting, all three families uh, are starting to eat out of the garden. It doesn't replace all of the vegetables, but it gives us enough so that in good times, we get some really fresh vegetables. And as the garden progresses in bad times, we'll have food as well as uh, the vegetables. We have got fruit trees, lanzonis, and rambutan. Now, they are local fruits. They show up once a year. And if you have enough of them, you can sell them. If you don't, you just get to eat them because they taste real good. As well as that, we have got papaya trees growing. Um, five at last count. One is already into fruit. Another is starting to get blossoms. 
Uh, they give fruit year-round if you have enough of them to fill in the gap from one to the other. There's more than one crop is what I'm saying. And there are also in the background some banana vines growing, which um, if you've got a dozen to two dozen banana plants, you've got year-round bananas, but they take a lot of area and they put up a lot of shade. So we're going to stay low on the bananas. There are passion fruit that are ripening on the, on the fences. I mentioned the dragon fruit. Uh, and in the ponds, we have two ponds. We have a lower pond and an upper pond. Why do we call that? Because one's lower than the other. The lower one is the home of five geese. Now, they're what I refer to as hillbilly crime prevention units. Anything comes in our yard from their area, and they just start squawking, which gets the dogs howling. We have two of them. They're nice dogs. So we know when anybody's coming. But the geese need a place to uh, swim in and get clean, so we put in a pond. And once Odette had cleared off a lot of the bamboo and the pond started to get uh, sunlight, it got a lot healthier, and we put in some tilapia, which is, for lack of a, a better way of describing it, a freshwater rock cod. And if you don't know what that means, look up rock cod on the web. They pretty much look the same. They taste very good when you, you cook them. And we have got uh, quite a few going in the lower pond. The upper pond has got some tilapia as well. Not as many because it's a much smaller pond. Both ponds have attracted uh, box turtles that live up to 100 plus years if they're lucky. And as there are no predators in our yard, uh, there's no cars that can squash them. There's no foolish people with flashlights at night that find them and kill them. They may are going to be hopefully around for a long time. They've got food, they've got shelter, and they've got good water. And they've got company. The lower pond has got a couple of turtles in it, at least that I've seen together, which means we could have young turtles one day. The upper pond, I think, has only got one. And if that was thunder or a earthquake, I'm not sure which, but we sure have heard the shake there just a bit. Ah, well, maybe I should shut this down pretty soon then. I'd hate to get caught making this in an earthquake. We get them here frequently. We live on the side of a, oh, dozing volcano. Luckily, there's another one up island that is just a little bit stronger in the lava flow and a little weaker in the rock formation and it pops at top instead of ours so we get lucky that way we uh get a little shaking now and again but we don't get any lava which we're kind of thankful for lava can spoil your whole day let me tell you anyway um the ladies have worked very hard at this garden they have taken the fallen bamboo and the fallen trees and have made posts and fencing and 
trellises and benches. Uh, and not just pathetic little fences. They, we're, we're talking Doberman strong fencing that keeps our dog out of the garden. She likes to go into and dig up for some strange reason, but we have fences to keep them out. And the ladies have done really excellent work. I can't stress that enough. They are superb gardeners. They both grew up on farms and, uh, well, their life story is theirs to tell, but they're into their 40s now and have been off the farm for quite a while because of the life they've led. And they're just very pleased to find a place where they can garden and work and are free to pretty much do what they want. We give them our vision and they take our dreams and put it into marvelous reality. It is a garden with beautiful flowers and vegetables and fruit and protein. And as I walk through it, my soul and my belly both appreciate it to the nth degree. Really quite marvelous. So if you get a chance, pop over to the blog. There's a, about an eight-minute video showing what I'm talking about. Uh, if not, you don't want to go over, you don't have to. Enjoy the, the podcast. And for now, that is it, folks. Have a good day. Bye-bye.